This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. When things get difficult, we often think about just getting through them and moving on. But when life is at its most challenging um, and we are getting our minds, bodies, and spirits ready to take on anything, we have to understand that just getting through is not often enough. My guest today, Spring Washam, is a a well-known meditation and Dharma teacher whose personal journey has shown her that embracing struggle is the first step in cultivating a fierce heart. Spring will share her journey and help us explore how we can all bring mindfulness into even our most overwhelming moments. Spring, welcome to the show. So grateful to have you with me today. Oh, thank you, Erica. It's great to be here with you. Now, I just want to make sure, Spring, your last name is Washam? Washam, yes. Washam. Okay, good. (laughs) Good, good, good. And and you're a meditation and Dharma teacher. You're based in Oakland, California. And um, I know that you are a founding member and teacher um, at a meditation center. Uh, there. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and your backstory of how, how you came to be such a, a healer and a teacher and a facilitator in this community? Uh, that's, a, that's kind of a long question, but a good one, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll condense it a little bit. Sure, um, sure. Well, you know, when I was really young, I had a lot of traumas and very difficult childhood and different things I share about in the book. So when I was a teenager, I got really interested in psychology, and mm-hmm. um, I went through a, a sort of a really depressed period, so I was studying on my own and reading and um, living on my own at that time, too. And then that led me to meditation, and mm-hmm. I, I was always, even as a child, aware something's wrong with my mind and my thinking, and something's wrong with other people's thinking, too. So I was really interested in working with the mind. So I was, I started meditating and I wasn't very good at it. I would go to these, you know, places where we'd meditate for three hours and no one gave me any instruction. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of sit there and my mind would go crazy and I would think about all my problems. So it dawned on me at some point, I need a real teacher. I need someone to give me instruction. So I ended up at this 10-day retreat. And mm-hmm. I was 23 at the time, and they I heard that they give you instructions and vegetarian food, and I was like, great. Mm-hmm. And I went on that retreat, and then it just kind of changed my life. And that was when I was sort of introduced to my teacher, and I was introduced to kind of more of the Buddhist philosophy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of where it started. And I got really, really interested in it because... I was very interested in ending suffering and there was, mm-hmm. you know, working with my mind, I realized that the mind is the sort of was the creator of everything. So right. that sort of led me onto a deeper path and, you know, so many things, yeah. but we could say yeah. it kind of started there. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable at such a young age that you were, obviously this is your, your purpose, but you're drawn, drawn to that. And, and I think we all have to be drawn to something that, 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 
is is our own experience so that we could help others like we have to we have to walk the walk and we have to have had that um kind of knowing and curiosity and inspiration from others so that we can then do that you know in our in our own lives which sounds like is what what you did um i just wanted to so you you wrote this this book that is a, a fierce heart finding strength courage and wisdom in any moment and you know i um it'll be available right at november it was available last week, right? No, in November. The yeah, of November. yeah. It's available in stores. Now. Congratulations, congratulations. Thank it's so you. exciting. It's the most gorgeous cover. I, I just, I, I can't wait to read it. Aww. I just saw the cover of it, and it's so stunning, and the, and the color is a beautiful image. Um, but I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, in my, in my work that I do in counseling and helping people move through their addictions and, and dark moments in life, anxiety and stress, you know, everything does start with our thoughts. And, and if, if we don't rewire our thoughts and choose to, to, to learn how to reframe our thoughts and be more compassionate and kind to ourselves and, and lay down that foundation of self care, then, you know, really, you know, how can we heal if we can't do that? Do you agree with that? I mean, does it start with that, which is to kind of understand that our thoughts are what controls our stress and our ch- and our choices? Yes, very much. You know, it's not only what we're thinking, but also what we're believing about right. a situation or about others. So exactly. I think that's the only place you can. That's the only thing you can control in this world anyway. You can't control others or circumstances so much, but mm-hmm. you can work with your mind. And it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So if somebody has been, you know, kind of, you know, I talk a lot about narratives in the work that I do. And if somebody has been dealing with a narrative that they're not worthy or, you know, something happened, they were abandoned when they were younger of, of love or a relationship that just, you know, crumbled them or, you know, there's so many life experiences that go on um, and they arrive at your feet, at your door, and want to learn how to be more mindful and meditate. Where do you start with people, just so our audience, if anyone is listening, you know, what wh- what would you recommend people start with? Or yeah, and and that's often how everybody arrives. I mean, that's certainly how I arrived. You know, I felt uh-huh. like I was in an, in an ambulance. You know, like I need help. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of times, people come to a spiritual path or an awakening. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of thing is, you know, an addiction, too. It's like rock bottom moment, right? There's mm-hmm. some kind of light that opens. It's like, okay, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And um, people seek out these retreats or these practices because their lives aren't working, you know, and they feel um, just so much anxiety and fear. So a lot of that is what I'm working with is sorrow, anxiety, fear, and now a lot of rage. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I really just encourage people to start at the really simple and just start by feeling your breath, understanding the power of stillness, because so much of our anxiety and our overwhelm is like we're we're sort of addicted to the outer world, you know, all the confusion and what's happening in the media and politics and Mm -hmm. all these different things are pulling on our energy and we get swept away in it and then we lose touch with you know, our own heart, our own beliefs, who is like, who mm-hmm. am I? I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hearing my own voice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I just work with people and this is in our community in Oakland where we teach tons of programs all on donation, but it really it's based on just coming into moments of stillness, it's like learning how to be still, be quiet. It's almost like we turn off the TV. But it's mm-hmm. the TV in the mind that's so destructive, 
You know, it's far worse than anything you'd see on the news. Our own, you know, the images we play and the old memories, and it's like again and again. So that's how I usually invite people into starting is following their breath, slowing down, and listening. So Mm -hmm. I always explain it by saying it's the place between your thoughts. When one big story ends, right before another one starts, there's like a split second. I go, that's called here now. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, all of us have to learn what, what is that place called now? What, what, what is this like? How do I experience that? And so that's kind of what I teach. It's very simple in a way, but mm-hmm. hard to do only because of our habits. Our habits mind are so, um, you know, we're lost in thought all the right. time. Right. So it's but it developing. is like... Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like it's developing a muscle of, of, you know, just like any other habit that we would form, which is like getting up and brushing our teeth. You know, we have to like, you know, we do all these things very automatic in our in our lives, but but we don't do do the, you know, okay, let's stop thinking about this you know, in an automatic way, which, which, you know, I think we all struggle with is like, okay, Erica, this hasn't happened yet. Or, you know, uh, this is coming from an old place that you are anxious about, you know, this current situation. I mean, we really have to talk ourselves through everything. And I know certainly that has helped change my life is talking to myself and talking, talking through things and allowing the silence and the space and the, and the kind of quiet to, to kind of get through those moments. So I think it is just us choosing to create that that time in our in our day is to do that when that happens don't you think yeah exactly and I think it's important that people realize that they have they are free you know we Mm -hmm. don't have to be ruled by these things we're making choices every moment and we're not Mm -hmm. victim you know we can choose to hit the pause button and I think that also becomes kind of like a realization at some moment like I choose to stop for a period of time And then, yeah, it's a practice like anything else. And it's funny Mm -hmm. that that would be our last practice that we would come to, right? Right, Because it's the most important one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's like, okay, my head, right. I need to, you know, clear and get centered. And But, you know, we're learning. It's happening. Yeah. I know, I know, you know, there's so many organizations out there that, you know, that, you know, when they have workshops in their, in their, you know, job, like workplaces at the jobs, you know, it's all about motivation and, uh, you know, learning how to deal with like your stress by, you know, uh, you know, being physical and doing activities, but no one ever talks about their mind no one ever talks about their emotional state of being and the old narratives that keep them stuck in, in, you know, conflict or anger. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And right. I, yeah, and I and in Oakland, I there's the mindfulness schools, right? Have you heard of them? Yeah, mindful schools. I have heard of it. It was started by a teacher and some friends that I know really well, and it's yeah. and it's amazing. And it's and learning. And the thing about this is, that even when I was a child, I was able to recognize some of these principles. You know, I mm-hmm. saw my own father, who was an addict, that I write about in the book, and I his agitation and fear and his. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. suffering I, I would observe, you know, and I would think something is happening to him. Why right. can't he just stop, right? And mm-hmm. I would see, you know, I saw many people like that. That certainly wasn't the only person. But, mm-hmm. but yes, mm-hmm. starting early, I think, is really helpful, introducing people to uh, awareness. Like, let's be aware of what we're feeling. What are we thinking? Mm-hmm. What, right. What's happening in our body? It's very powerful. It is. It's so powerful. And, and I just, I, I, pray, I wish that everybody could just 
you know, cultivate that practice <laughs> of, aware, of awareness because <laughs> it really helps. I mean, it doesn't stop suffering and it doesn't stop your stress and it doesn't stop life from going on and life events from going on, but it certainly does uh, help when you're like, oh, that's what that's about or, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's a matter of putting that as a, a priority. So, um, yeah, Spring, I, I want to hear all about your book. I just want to take a quick moment to have a, a word from our inspiring new sponsor, Organifi. They are uh, they are uh, making green juice powders so that we don't have to juice anymore. And so just a quick word from our sponsor. Organifi is how I upgrade my nutrition when I'm on the road. Every single person needs to have green superfood supplements in their life. Because even when you're eating really healthy, your veggies lose a ton of their nutritional value just sitting on the shelf for days before you eat them. Not a lot of us have time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables, especially when building a business, which is why I love to use Organifi Green Juice. It's so quick and easy, and it tastes so great. Try out their green juice for 20% using the code REWIRED at checkout on Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. The link is posted in all of our shows. Okay, spring. So let's get talking about your book, uh, A Fierce Heart, Finding Strength, Courage, and Wisdom in Any Moment. Can you tell us a little bit about how you birthed this book and and where this uh, came from and what it's about? Yeah, well, the book is um, basically, I wanted to write sort of a contemporary book on with Buddhist philosophy and tell contemporary stories, the stories of our lives now. You know, sometimes a lot of these books are very lofty and they're, you know, I don't know, it just seems hard to read or hard to connect to. And so I wanted to write a book that was really accessible for people living in urban communities, people Mm -hmm. living, facing difficulties. And so that was, that was one aspect. And then I, I really wanted to tell stories. Um, That's what I really do is tell stories. And aren't we all telling these stories of overcoming difficulties and, and opening to compassion. So the book is really also about how to use the struggle to wake up. You know, a lot of times we think of everything as being very problematic, and that's why I called it a fierce heart, because in some ways, like, can we open to the most difficult internally, externally, and then use that to learn about ourselves? And what I've discovered is, my worst moments, my worst heartbreaks, traumas, all of that, it became my message. You know, mm-hmm. our messes become our message in some way. And isn't that what we love about hero stories? You know, we read yeah. them or we see them. It's like, oh my gosh, this person, they overcame all these things and then they went right. on to... We, those are also our stories too. You know, we mm-hmm. all have that. And so I was just trying to frame that a little bit to create something that was meaningful, also has really core teachings, and that would inspire people um, wherever they're at in their life, even if they're going through the dark night of the soul. You know, there mm-hmm. is light at the end of it, and you you will learn from experiencing that. Mm-hmm. So it's hopeful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And 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 I just, you know, I, I, I truly, truly feel that when people are going through hard times, um, that that is the most beautiful moment in your life, because it, it shows that you have strength and courage, and you can get back up and you're, you're actually probably going to learn the biggest lessons um, 
of what's going to be good for you or serve you or not and what you want, and what you don't want. And, and those are the moments I think in which are so pivotal in our lives where we choose, choose our paths and choose different partners and choose different careers and jobs and purpose. So, you know, I, I always try and have my, my clients that I work with see that, okay, it's painful and yes, we will get through it, but you know, this pain is trying to teach us too. Exactly. And how do we, what are we learning? So I always try to look at the gift. Every time something goes wrong or it doesn't work out or something's falling apart, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, okay, it's falling apart. Here we go, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I have yeah. to let go or maybe, you know, it's just even when it is painful and mm-hmm. how to be with pain. I think that's what mindfulness can offer us. It's like, you know, the biggest thing that people are afraid of in their life are painful emotions. You know, mm-hmm. we'll do anything to get away from that. And so a lot of the book is about how do we open to sadness or how do we open to grief or rage or fear? Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we learn to be with it in a new way? Not acting mm-hmm. it out, not suppressing, not feeding it. But there's mm-hmm. a new way now, and that's through being mindful of it. And mm-hmm. it's powerful when we can learn to do that. We become yeah. much more courageous with life when we're not totally. sort of running from ourselves. We're like, okay, I can, I can meet this. I can feel this, whatever mm-hmm. is happening in this moment. I can just be present. And then mm-hmm. it passes, you yeah, know, we exactly. learn from that too. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you do a lot of, um, workshops, don't you? And teacher or, or trainings and things like that. Um, I do. Yeah. yeah so a lot of teachings. <laughs> a lot of teachings. Yeah. And, and you travel, do you travel all over for these retreats? And yeah, I go all over right now. Currently I'm in Minneapolis uh, oh, teaching wow. four days at a meditation center here. And then I'll be back in Oakland and teaching at, you know, at Spirit Rock Meditation Center. And yeah, mm-hmm. so I travel and teach and I get a lot of invitations. And then also, I love to just teach in downtown Oakland, teach programs on to the community. And yeah. that's also one of my favorite things to do, too. That's so great. That's so great. I, I you know, I, I'm proud to be for the Bay Area as well, born and raised in San Francisco. So, I, you know, I, I always wow. was so excited to find out about the mindful schools <laughs> and, you know, and just how, you know, obviously I, I want everybody to... To, to get these messages and teachings, but it's, it's really, it's, it's wonderful that uh, you are doing that in that, uh, that area of the world too. So when, when you were learning to um, become a teacher, you, you studied with Jack Cornfield, who's a, a really well-known, um, right, meditation teacher. Um, and h- how was that for people that do know who he is and yeah, I was really blessed. I met Jack when I was really young at actually my first retreat. It all sort mm-hmm. of happened sort of by accident. So he's been a mentor for the last 20 years, and he wrote the foreword. And oh, um, he he has been uh, amazing and very inspirational for me. He lives, you know, he lives and teaches very much on the heart. You know, all his books are like wise heart, path with heart. So in some mm-hmm. ways, we were we really resonated on our perspective. You know, each yeah. teacher offers something a little bit different, um, mm-hmm. but the way of the heart, through the heart, we both, um, yeah, we have a lot of similarities. And I'm I'm really lucky. I admire him a lot, and I get to spend time with him and learn with him. And 
So um, the teacher training was hard. It was six years and really that's beautiful. That's a long like, time. That's a long time. But yeah, yeah. that's incredible. Incredible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, wow, it's not wow. short trainings there, you know, in the world of everybody's doing it over, you know, uh, virtually with mm-hmm. really cultivating wisdom. It doesn't come so much like that. You know, you're, you're, it's like over time, you know, drop mm-hmm. by drop. So mm-hmm. I appreciated yeah, I, that kind of thing. I appreciate that you did it so, um, so organic as well, because everything, you know, technology these days, they try to fast track everything. <laughs> but I am very old school myself where, you know, I'm writing a second book and uh, I have I have three published within the first book that I wrote. But now I'm writing a kind of a, a second uh, idea of a book. And, you know, it's just amazing how, uh, you know, people are just, you know, with technology, I'm writing a whole chapter, people are just, their lives are being so controlled by it and everything's instant Mm -hmm. gratification and, you know, everybody wants it now, 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 and and the entitlement and all these things I see from a lot of my young clients. I just feel like technology is is kind of ruling our world and when it comes to mindfulness and, and, you know, obviously meditation, to have time to actually sit by yourself without a phone. I mean, these kids these days think that's, you know, insane. So I, I think now more than ever, it is super important to like impose these, these ways, these ways on this next generation. Yeah. And, and, you know, I get a lot of questions about, you know, the millennials and the Gen Xers and, and all yeah. that. And I, I also, you know, I have a lot of hope for them. There are well, that's good. I'm happy on the to hear outside. you say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, I'm hopeful because what's interesting is that when you get them away from their phone, mm-hmm. there's a huge transformation that happens. Yeah, true, true, you know? true, very true. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes, they, they want, but they're yearning for, uh, they're yearning for a more simpler way. They, I feel like they're very deep and they're, yeah. they, they, they're very wise and, and, you know, want more, but, but I think it's just this external world, which in, there's a lot of comparing and, uh, you know, your, your digital self versus your real self, like, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's just a different beast and it's something that is going to be new to navigate for all of us, you know? Yeah, and I think that's really it, your digital self versus your real self. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, how we are there is different than how what our real heart's desire is. So Yeah, I so know and, and getting and in more, people. Mm. Yeah, and more than ever to be to to understand that word authenticity, which has always been very very uh, important to me, a North Star for me, if you will, like uh, that word guides me in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, more than now than ever, I see, you know, uh, now to have a book out or to have followers and followings, you have to have social media and you have to project an image and you want to make that image something that is true and congruent to who you are. But at the same time, there's so many people and there's access to so many things that, you know, we kind of get caught up sometimes with, uh, you know, the external world, the digital world, and not really who that person is. So it's just important to have these conversations, I think. Yes, I agree. Oh, yeah. So, so Spring, could you tell us a little bit where um, everybody could find you and find the book and, and your website and, and any other information that you want to share with our audience? Yeah, the book, I'm really happy the book uh, is out in stores everywhere online. You can go to Amazon or you could check out my website. My website is just uh, com, and I have a lot of online teachings just offered there, and you can listen to talks or check out some clips and stuff like that. And, yeah, I'm very excited, and I, I, my, 
my deepest hope is that it will be an inspiration to people. Yeah. They'll find oh. something in it for themselves. I'm I'm sure everybody will. I'm sure everybody will. And and do you feel now that this book is it's like a baby to you? Do you feel like you are you have completed a kind of a a, a chapter of your life or is this is this just like a, you know, just the beginning for you? Oh, interesting question. I think it's both. It's the end of something and the beginning of something else. I really yeah. feel like that. It's the end of the work of the writing. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is all I have right now. This is a snapshot of everything. You know, I left nothing out. The book is deeply personal. And um, so that felt like a completion. And then, you know, if you put anything out, then then it becomes like the beginning of something else. So it's mm-hmm. really both, an ending and a beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I felt that way, too. I think that's, it's just I nice bet. to... It's nice to, yeah, it's nice to just acknowledge that because it, it could, uh, it, it, it could be a whole new adventure, which I know it will be for you. So I'm really, uh, happy to have you with us today. So you could find spring, um, it's one more time at springwasham.com, S-P-R-I-N-G-W-A-S-H-A-M. And you have a Facebook page and YouTube channel, Twitter, uh, and Instagram, <laughs> right? So you're, you're on all, all the of them stuff. as well. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well.